the unicameral update. Published by the Unicameral Information Office under the direction of the Clerk of the Legislature. Session Review, Agriculture The Agriculture Committee advanced measures this session intended to increase consumer access to E15, simplify the permitting process for food trucks and allow more beginning farmers and ranchers to qualify for state tax benefits. LB 562, introduced by Adams Senator Myron Dorn and passed on a vote of 46 to 0, requires motor fuel retail dealers in Nebraska to advertise and sell E15 from at least 50% of their qualifying dispensers if they build a new retail motor fuel site or replace more than 80% of the motor fuel storage and dispensing infrastructure at an existing site, beginning in 2024. Small retail motor fuel sites are exempt from the requirement if they file a statement with the State Department of Agriculture. If the 2027 statewide ethanol blend rate, which is the average percentage of ethanol contained in each gallon of motor fuel sold, is below 14%, the bill requires retail dealers to advertise and sell E15 from at least one qualifying dispenser at each site, unless the site qualifies for certain exemptions, beginning in 2028. LB 562 also increases a state income tax credit for retail dealers from $0.05 cents to $0.08 cents for each gallon of E15 sold during 2024. The credit will be $0.09 cents per gallon in 2025, $0.08 per gallon in 2026, $0.07 per gallon in 2027, and $0.05 per gallon in 2028. The annual limit on credits increases from $4 million to $5 million for those years. As amended, LB 562 includes provisions of LB 116, introduced by Senator Tom Brand of Plymouth. Among other changes, the bill repeals a minimum acreage requirement and extends the deadline for applications under the Beginning Farmer Tax Credit Act from December 31, 2025, to December 31, 2027. The act provides tax exemptions and credits for beginning farmers and livestock producers and for owners of certain agricultural assets who rent those assets to them. Under LB 562, a farmer or livestock producer qualifies for the program if they have a net worth of no more than $750,000, an increase from $200,000. They also must be of legal age to enter into and be legally responsible for a binding contract or lease. In addition, the bill requires the beginning farmer board to exclude any pension, retirement or other deferred benefit accounts owned by a beginning farmer or livestock producer, or a spouse or dependent when determining net worth. The measure caps the amount of refundable state income tax credits granted to owners of agricultural assets at $2 million per year. Also included in LB 562 are provisions of LB 740, introduced by Omaha Senator Tony Vargas. They allow a political subdivision acting as a regulatory authority to enter into an interlocal agreement with other public agencies to grant and provide reciprocity for local licensing of food trucks. The measure also requires first- and second-class cities to participate in a registry to be maintained by the State Department of Agriculture that records the municipal ordinances regulating food trucks. Cities that do not regulate food trucks are required to submit a statement to that effect for publication on the registry. The department will make the registry available to the public on its website and create a guidance document for food truck operators that describes applicable permit requirements. A bill that would further restrict nuisance lawsuits under the Nebraska Right to Farm Act did not advance from committee. Under LB 662, sponsored by Senator Bo Ballard of Lincoln, no person could file a nuisance action against a Nebraska agricultural operation unless 
The person owns a majority interest in the real property affected by the agricultural operation and the property is located within one half mile of the agricultural operation and the agricultural operation has materially violated an applicable federal, state, or local law. Among other changes, the bill also would shorten the time that a property owner could file a nuisance lawsuit from two years to one. Session Review Appropriations Lawmakers approved the state's $10.7 billion budget package this session. Among the measures passed was LB-814, the mainline budget bill, which funds state government for the next two fiscal years. The bill was introduced by Speaker John Arch of La Vista on behalf of Governor Jim Pillen and contains recommendations for state operations and aid programs. The bill includes amended provisions of more than 30 bills brought by lawmakers, including LB-80, sponsored by Grand Island Senator Raymond Aguilar, which authorizes transfers of $4 million in each of the next two fiscal years from the Veterans Aid Fund to fund construction and improvements to a state veterans cemetery in Grand Island. LB-506, sponsored by Lincoln Senator Elliot Bostar, which provides $177.2 million in federal funds for a grant to a primary class city to design, construct and implement an additional water supply project. LB-609, sponsored by Omaha Senator Mike McDonnell, which appropriates $2.5 million in general funds in FI 2023-24 to the State Department of Veterans Affairs to award a grant to a nonprofit to help complete a memorial to Nebraskans who died in the Vietnam War. LB-684, sponsored by Albion Senator Tom Breezy, which requires the State Department of Administrative Services to contract for an independent review of all state agencies, board and commissions. LB-769, sponsored by Bellevue Senator Rick Holdcroft, which allows funds available in the Critical Infrastructure Facilities Cash Fund to be used to provide grants for certain wastewater treatment facilities, and LB-817, introduced by Arch on behalf of the governor, which appropriates funds for reaffirmed and new capital construction projects. LB-814 passed on a vote of 42-3 to 3 and took effect immediately. LB-818, passed 41-3, to 3, authorizes new fund transfers and changes and eliminates provisions regarding existing fund transfers. The bill includes a transfer of $574.5 million from the cash reserve to the Perkins County Canal Project Fund to be administered by the State Department of Natural Resources for a canal to divert South Platte River water from Colorado to Nebraska. The measure also transfers $1 billion from the State General Fund to the newly created Education Future Fund and state's legislative intent to transfer $250 million annually going forward. It also places study and reporting requirements on the transfer from the state's cash reserve to the State Department of Correctional Services for a new state prison. The bill includes provisions of LB-281, sponsored by North Platte Senator Mike Jacobson, which authorized the State Department of Economic Development to provide $10 million in grants for youth outdoor recreation camp facilities. The governor returned both bills with millions in line-item vetoes to a variety of programs and proposals contained in the budget package. As passed by the legislature, LB-814 would have increased provider rates for the Children's Health Insurance Program and Medicaid by 3% in fiscal year 2023-24 and 2% in fiscal year 2024-25.
The governor vetoed the second-year increase, amounting to a reduction of approximately $15.3 million in general fund appropriations. Among other appropriations, Pillen also vetoed $7 million to the State Department of Environment and Energy for grants to support a rural drinking water project in Cedar and Knox counties, originally introduced by Niobrara Senator Barry Decay in LB 768, and $1 million for a facility to house pregnant and parenting homeless youth, originally introduced by Seward Senator Jana Hughes in LB 772. Lawmakers voted 31 to 14 to override the governor's veto of $848,700 for a new state auditor position and salary increases. 30 votes were needed. Several other override attempts on LB 814 were unsuccessful and the remainder of the governor's vetoes to the bill were sustained. Pillen also struck the following transfers from LB 818. $40 million from the Cash Reserve Fund to the Rural Workforce Housing Investment Fund and the Middle Income Housing Investment Fund, originally introduced by Omaha Senator Tony Vargas in LB 741. $20 million from the Cash Reserve Fund to the State Department of Economic Development for the Shovel Ready Grant Program, originally introduced by McDonnell in LB 608. $10 million to the Site and Building Development Fund for a grant program to aid panhandle communities with a ground-based nuclear deterrence project, originally introduced by Gehring Senator Brian Hardin in LB 712, and $10 million from the Nebraska Healthcare Cash Fund for a pilot program on PTSD related to gun violence, originally introduced by Omaha Senator Justin Wayne in LB 792. Senators declined to override the governor's veto of $40 million in cash fund transfers to the two housing funds. No overrides were offered on the other line-item vetoes in LB 818. Additional bills included in the budget package that passed and took effect immediately were LB 813, which makes adjustments to funding for state operations, aid, and construction programs in the current fiscal year ending June 30. 2023, on a 44-2 vote. LB 815, which appropriates funds for the $12,000 annual salaries of state senators, on a 45-1 vote. LB 816, which appropriates funds for the salaries of the state's constitutional officers, on a 44-2 vote, and LB 282, which approves approximately $27 million in tort claims against the state and agency write-offs, on a 42-0 vote. Session Review, Banking, Commerce and Insurance Pet Insurance, Expanded Access to Preventive Health Screenings and Creation of a Regulatory Sandbox topped the list of measures considered by the Banking, Commerce and Insurance Committee. Lawmakers established a regulatory framework for pet insurance in Nebraska and broadened telehealth access through passage of a bill sponsored by Lincoln Senator Bo Ballard. LB 296 requires pet insurers to provide disclosures regarding waiting periods, claim schedules, definitions, and exclusions for pre-existing conditions. It also requires training for agents who sell pet insurance. The measure was amended to include provisions of Gordon Senator Tom Brewer's LB 256 that require insurance reimbursement rates for a telehealth service to be at least as much as a comparable in-person health care service if the licensed provider also provides in-person health care services at a physical location in Nebraska 
or is employed by or holds medical staff privileges at a licensed facility in Nebraska that provides in-person health care services in the state. Also included are provisions originally offered by Omaha Senator Kathleen Kauth in her LB 640, which require an off-campus hospital location to obtain and use a national provider identifier for reimbursement claims that is distinct from the NPI used by the main hospital campus. Lawmakers passed LB 296 on a 46-0 vote. Omnibus Measure A bill to eliminate an on-site review requirement for title insurance agents was amended by lawmakers to include the provisions of more than a dozen other proposals heard by the committee this session. Under current law, title insurers are required to conduct an annual review of a title insurance agent's practices. LB 92, introduced by Dunbar Senator Julie Slama, removed a requirement that the review be done on-site. Included in measures amended into the bill are three proposals from Lincoln Senator Elliot Bostar. Among other provisions, LB 145 amends laws relating to insurance coverage requirements for mammography screening and breast examinations by expanding coverage for younger women and those with increased breast cancer risk and heterogeneous or dense breast tissue, beginning January 1, 2024. LB 383 requires coverage of at-home colorectal cancer screening kits and prohibits imposition of a deductible, coinsurance or other cost-sharing requirement for screening colonoscopies, including those performed as a result of a positive non-colonoscopy, stool-based preventive screen. LB 779 specifies that if there is a national shortage of an insulin drug, a covered individual is insured access to insulin at a maximum of $35 per 30-day supply until such time that the national shortage ends. Provisions of Omaha Senator Mike McDonald's LB 616 align Nebraska's economic development structure with the requirements of the federal creating helpful incentives to produce semiconductors, CHIPS, for America Act. Provisions of his LB 617 create the Economic Development Cash Fund to provide matching grants to a Nebraska-based covered entity that qualifies under the Chips for America Act. Also included in the omnibus bill is LB 587, introduced by Lincoln Senator Anna Wishart, which creates a regulatory sandbox program under the State Department of Insurance to allow a participating entity to temporarily test innovative insurance products or services on a limited basis without otherwise being licensed or authorized under state law. Provisions of the following bills relating to banking and insurance regulation also were amended into LB 92. LB 3, introduced by Bellevue Senator Rita Sanders, which changes provisions for tax levies for bonds issued by political subdivisions. LB 68, introduced by Slama, which increases from $500,000 to $1 million the minimum amount of proof of financial responsibility of medical malpractice liability for health care providers beginning January 1, 2024, and increases professional liability insurance from $1 million to $3 million for aggregate limits for physicians and nurse anesthetists. LB 93, also introduced by Slama, which updates requirements regarding security deposits made by insurers for the benefit of policyholders to include creditors in the same manner as policyholders. 
LB207, introduced by Elkhorn Senator R. Brad Von Gillern, which allows a sale of trust property under the Nebraska Trust Deeds Act to occur at a public building where county offices are located within the county in which the property to be sold or some part of it is located. LB 214, introduced by SLAMA, which adopts federal updates to state banking and finance law and changes provisions relating to the Nebraska Installment Loan Act and loan brokerage agreements. LB 278, introduced by Fremont Senator Lynn Walls, which requires the Nebraska Investment Finance Authority and the State Department of Economic Development to use their best efforts to obtain state and federal grants to build safe, affordable and accessible housing for individuals with disabilities and collaborate with the State Department of Health and Human Services to obtain such grants. LB 392, sponsored by Ballard, which authorizes the electronic delivery of certain health benefit plan documents. LB 437, also sponsored by Ballard, which changes the renewal period for business entity licenses under the Insurance Producers Licensing Act from annual to biennial, beginning April 30, 2024. LB 536, introduced by SLAMA, which changes provisions relating to investment by insurers in preferred and common stock. LB 669, introduced by Ballard, which allows the department to prescribe conditions on certain financial institutions as a part of any order, decision or determination required under state laws governing those institutions, and LB 674, introduced by Senator Mike Jacobson of North Platte, which updates state law that governs digital asset depository institutions and digital asset departments within banks to improve regulation and makes technical corrections. LB 92 passed on a vote of 46 to 0 and took effect immediately. Other Measures A bill intended to ensure that state funds are not used for political purposes was advanced by the committee but was not scheduled for debate this session. LB 67, sponsored by SLAMA, would require the state treasurer to ensure that money deposited by the office not be used by financial institutions for social or political causes or objectives. Also advanced but not debated this session was LB 308, sponsored by Bostar, which would require express consent from Nebraska residents for the sharing, storage and use of any consumer genetic data by direct-to-consumer genetic testing services. Under the bill, a direct-to-consumer genetic testing company could not disclose a consumer's genetic data to any entity offering health, life or long-term care insurance or to an employer without written consent. The measure also would require a process by which consumers could delete their accounts and their genetic data. Both bills remain on general file. Session Review, Business and Labor Lawmakers approved an omnibus bill this session relating to the regulation of business and labor law in Nebraska. LB191, as originally introduced by Hastings Senator Steve Halloran, would have made certain workers' compensation injury reports confidential for 60 days from the date of filing. The bill was gutted by a Business and Labor Committee amendment on general file in order to replace it with provisions of a variety of measures heard by the committee. Provisions of LB267, sponsored by Gordon Senator Tom Brewer, 
prioritize resources such as personal protective equipment, vaccines, and medical treatment for critical infrastructure utility workers during a civil defense emergency. LB249, sponsored by Albion Senator Tom Breezy, adds the extension of sewer or water service as an eligible activity under the Rural Workforce Housing Investment Act. The committee package also includes provisions of five other bills that make technical changes to existing law. LB 427, sponsored by Ralston Senator Merv Reapy, which amends the Nebraska Contractor Registration Act to no longer require out-of-state contractors to pay a one-time $25 registration fee or submit a $25 fee for each contract they receive of at least $10,000. LB 460, sponsored by Omaha Senator Mike McDonnell which requires the State Department of Health and Human Services to reimburse first responders for examination costs related to mental health injuries that are not reimbursed by their employer and requires that rates be established by the Critical Incident Stress Management Program. LB 639, sponsored by Bellevue Senator Carol Blood, which changes notice requirements on proposed workers' compensation regulations and eliminates certain other hearing and summons requirements. LB 666, also sponsored by REPI, which amends the state employment security law to allow employers to choose their preferred method of document delivery and extends the deadline for employers to submit voluntary contributions to the State Department of Labor from January 10 to February 28 each year, and LB 671, sponsored by Blair Senator Ben Hansen, which allows the Nebraska Training and Support Cash Fund to be used for employee retention for Nebraska businesses. LB 191 passed 46-0 and took effect immediately. Two bills considered by the committee would make changes to the state's minimum wage law. LB 15, introduced by Breezy, would create a youth minimum wage and a youth training wage for certain new employees in Nebraska. At the November 2022 general election, Nebraskans voted to increase the state minimum wage from $9 to $10.50 per hour on January 1, 2023. The rate then increases incrementally until reaching $15 per hour on January 1, 2026, and adjusts annually going forward based on the Consumer Price Index to account for cost-of-living increases. LB15 would set the minimum wage for employees age 14 to 17 at $9 through 2023, increasing $0.25 cents per year until reaching $10 per hour in 2026. The bill also would allow employers to pay new employees who are not seasonal or migrant workers between ages 18 and 20 a minimum training wage of $9.25 through 2024, increasing to $10 per hour through 2026. Beginning January 1, 2027, the training wage would be 75% of the otherwise applicable minimum wage. Another proposal would cap the upcoming annual cost of living increases to the state's minimum wage. LB 327, introduced by Lincoln Senator Jane Raybould, would increase the wage by the lesser of 1.5% or the Consumer Price Index for All Urban Consumers, CPIU, beginning January 1, 2028. Both bills were advanced to general file by the committee but were not scheduled for debate this session. Session Review, Education the state will direct approximately $300 million per year in additional funding to K-12 public schools under a bill advanced by the Education Committee this session. Under LB 583, introduced by Bellevue Senator Rita Sanders at the request of Governor Jim Pillen, the state will pay public school districts $1,500 in foundation aid per student beginning with school fiscal year 2023-24. The bill, 
passed on a vote of 44 to 0, also requires the State Department of Education to reimburse each school district 80% of the total allowable excess costs for all special education programs and support services in the following school year. Foundation aid and special education reimbursements will be paid from the new Education Future Fund created under LB 818, sponsored by La Vista Senator John Arch at the request of the governor. The bill requires the state treasurer to transfer $1 billion from the state's general fund to the Education Future Fund in fiscal year 2023-24 and $250 million in fiscal year 2024-25. On the bus bill The committee also advanced a proposal distributing state lottery funds to education programs. LB 705, introduced by Senator Dave Merman of Glenville, allocates state lottery funds to a number of new and existing education programs for fiscal year 2024-25 through fiscal year 2028-29, including behavioral awareness training for school personnel and grants for teachers seeking qualification to teach dual-credit courses. The Nebraska Opportunity Grant Fund, which provides financial aid to low-income Nebraska residents enrolled at post-secondary educational institutions, will receive 58% of the funds. Under one new program, which will receive 8%, the Educational Service Unit Coordinating Council will ensure that annual behavioral awareness training is available statewide beginning in school year 2024-25. Beginning with the 2026-27 school year, each school district will ensure that administrators, teachers, paraprofessionals, school nurses and counselors receive the training. The bill also requires the State Department of Education to develop and adopt a model policy relating to behavioral intervention, behavioral and classroom management and removal of a student from a classroom. School districts are required to adopt their own policies consistent with or comparable to the model policy by August 1, 2025. The new College Pathway Program Cash Fund will receive 2% of the lottery funds. Under the new program, the department will provide grants to qualifying service providers that help low-income and underrepresented students graduate from high school, apply to college and complete the requirements to receive an associate or bachelor's degree. LB705 allocates 1.5% of the funds to a new mental health training grant program administered by the department. Under another new program, the Coordinating Commission for Post-Secondary Education will provide up to $250,000 in grants each year to teachers enrolled in education pathways leading to qualification to teach dual credit and career and technical education courses. 1% of the funds are allocated to the new Door to College Scholarship Act, under which the Commission will provide grants of up to $5,000 annually to eligible students for their educational expenses at public or private post-secondary educational institutions in Nebraska. Eligible students must receive a high school diploma from an accredited education program at a youth rehabilitation and treatment center or from a public, private, denominational or parochial school within one year of being discharged from a YRTC. LB705 also includes provisions of several measures aimed at addressing Nebraska's teacher shortage, school safety and other educational concerns. Teacher Recruitment and Retention the amended provisions of LB 385, introduced by Senator Luann Linehan of Elkhorn, create a grant program administered by the State Department of Education intended to recruit and retain Nebraska elementary and high school teachers. 
Under the proposal, teachers who have signed a contract to complete their second, fourth, or sixth year of full-time employment as a teacher at a Nebraska school may apply for a $2,500 grant. Teachers who obtain an endorsement in special education, mathematics, science, technology, or dual credit may apply for a $5,000 grant. The amended provisions of LB 603, also sponsored by Linehan, require the Commissioner of Education to issue an alternative certificate to teach full-time to applicants with a bachelor's degree who have successfully completed a qualifying alternative teacher certification program. Alternative certificate holders must participate in a school district clinical experience during their first semester of employment as a teacher. Under the amended provisions of LB 724, introduced by Omaha Senator Tony Vargas, applicants for an entry-level teaching permit or a temporary certificate to teach on a full-time basis no longer must demonstrate basic proficiency in reading, writing, and math by passing a standardized test designated by the State Board of Education. The amended provisions of LB 762, introduced by Senator Wendy DeBoer of Bennington, create the Nebraska Teacher Apprenticeship Program. An employee of a public or private school or an individual who has a contract to begin working for a public or private school at the start of the school year may apply. In order to earn a teaching certificate under the program, an applicant is required to complete a one-year apprenticeship in a classroom, have a bachelor's degree in past subject area and pedagogy examinations created by the State Department of Education. School Safety and Discipline the amended provisions of LB 516, introduced by Fremont Senator Lynn Walls, state legislative intent to appropriate $870,000 in state general funds to the State Department of Education to administer the Safe to Help Any Report line, beginning with fiscal year 2024-25. Other provisions originally included in LB 516 require the Commissioner of Education to administer a grant program to provide funding for security-related infrastructure projects including surveillance equipment, door locking systems, and double-entry doors for school buildings. Under the amended provisions of LB 632, introduced by Senator Terrell McKinney of Omaha, an elementary school may not suspend a student in pre-kindergarten through second grade unless the student brings a deadly weapon on school grounds. McKinney's proposal also requires school districts to develop a policy that includes disciplinary measures inside the school as an alternative to suspension. Provisions of LB 774, sponsored by Vargas, make several changes to the hearing process related to long-term suspension, expulsion, or mandatory reassignment of public school students. Among other updates, the proposal allows a student's parent or guardian to request a hearing examiner other than the one recommended by the superintendent. It also requires school districts to give suspended students an opportunity to complete classwork and homework missed during the suspension. Additional K-12 through Measures under the amended provisions of LB 153, introduced by DeBoer, school districts may apply to the State Department of Education for payment from a new fund intended to help small school districts cover large, unexpected special education expenditures. Provisions of LB 201, introduced by Vargas, require public high school students to complete and submit a free application for federal student aid prior to graduating, beginning with school year 2024-25. A student's parent or legal guardian, or the school principal or the principal's designee, may authorize the student to decline to complete and submit a FAFSA. 
A student who is 19 or older or an emancipated minor also may decline. The amended provisions of LB 372, sponsored by Merman, require school boards to establish policies and procedures allowing a homeschool student who is a resident of the district to participate in extracurricular activities to the same extent as a student enrolled in a public school governed by the board. The policies and procedures must require a homeschool student who participates in extracurricular activities to be enrolled in no more and no less than five credit hours offered by the school district in any semester. The amended provisions of LB 414, introduced by Lincoln Senator Danielle Conrad, require school districts to adopt specific capacity standards for acceptance and rejection of option enrollment applications and determine capacity for special education services on a case-by-case basis. If the application of a student with an individualized education program or a diagnosed disability is rejected, the proposal requires the school district to provide written notification to the student's parent or guardian describing the required services and accommodations that the district does not have the capacity to provide. Beginning in 2024, Conrad's measure also requires each district to provide the department certain information relating to all option enrollment applications rejected by the district each year. Also included are provisions of the following proposals. LB 520, sponsored by Walls, which requires public school students to complete at least five high school credit hours in computer science and technology education prior to graduation beginning in school year 2027-28 to rather than 2026-27. LB 585, introduced by Senator Jana Hughes of Seward, which expands a current requirement that certain school personnel receive suicide awareness and prevention training each year. LB 647, introduced by Omaha Senator Mike McDonnell, which requires the department to purchase and loan textbooks including digital, electronic or online resources to children enrolled in kindergarten to 12th grade of an approved private school. LB 648, also sponsored by McDonnell, which authorizes the department to fund a workforce diploma program to provide dropout recovery services to adults and youth 16 and older who are not required to be enrolled in secondary school. LB 708, introduced by ARCH, which requires the State Department of Education, the State Department of Health and Human Services, the Office of Probation Administration and the State Court Administrator to enter into a Memorandum of Understanding for Data Sharing to Improve Educational Opportunities for Students who are under the Jurisdiction of the Juvenile Court. LB 787, introduced by Senator Justin Wayne of Omaha, which requires the State Board of Education to establish an innovation grant program to procure or purchase an annual license for a three-dimensional, game-based learning platform to engage middle and high school students in coursework and careers in science, technology, engineering, entrepreneurship, and mathematics, and LB 805, sponsored by Elkhorn Senator Brad Von Gillern, which requires each school district to allow a representative of certain youth organizations, including the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, to provide information, services, and activities to students in a school building or on school grounds at least once during each school year. Post-Secondary Education Measures under the amended provisions of LB 222, sponsored by Senator John Fredrickson of Omaha, a public college or university may not inquire about or consider a person's criminal history or juvenile court record as part of its application and admission process for disciplines not requiring licensure or clinical field placements. 
Schools still may inquire about or consider that information to the extent required by state or federal law when voluntarily submitted by an applicant. The restriction does not apply to inquiries or consideration of criminal history or juvenile court record information in any application or other process relating to student housing or any athletic program. The provisions of LB 356, introduced by Walls, make technical changes to the Nebraska Opportunity Grant Act, updating a term to match a federal change related to the free application for federal student aid and clarifying a definition to account for online universities. Under the provisions of LB 698, sponsored by Merman, a member of the U.S. Space Force who enrolls in a public college or university in Nebraska is considered a resident student. The amended provisions of LB 703, also introduced by Merman, allow Nebraska State Colleges and the University of Nebraska to manage the liquidation of surplus property. LB 705 passed on a vote of 47 to 0. Other measures the state will collect data on students identified as having dyslexia under a bill advanced by the committee this session. LB 298, introduced by Linehan and passed 44-0, requires school districts to provide certain information on dyslexia to the State Department of Education each year. The department will compile the information and provide an annual report to the legislature. The required information includes the number of students in each public school tested for a specific learning disability in the area of reading, including tests that identify characteristics of dyslexia, and the results of those tests. As amended, the bill includes provisions of LB 630, sponsored by McKinney. The measure requires Nebraska school boards to adopt a written dress code and grooming policy to be implemented at the start of the 2025-26 school year that is consistent with a model policy developed by the department. The model policy may not target, disproportionately impact, discriminate or be applied in a discriminatory manner against any students on the basis of race, religion, sex, disability, or national origin. Prohibit a student from wearing attire, including religious attire, natural and protective hairstyles, adornments or other characteristics associated with race, national origin or religion, or Require a student's hair to be permanently or temporarily altered. LB 298 also includes provisions of LB 413, sponsored by Senator Carol Blood of Bellevue, authorizing Nebraska to join the Interstate Teacher Mobility Compact, which is intended to streamline the licensure process for teachers when moving between member states. A bill intended to ensure that voters must approve certain bonds issued to pay for the construction of school buildings remains on select file. LB 299, introduced by Linehan, would prohibit any joint entity that includes a Nebraska school district or educational service unit from issuing bonds without approval from a majority of their qualified voters in a special election. The restriction would apply to joint public entities created on or after the bill's effective date. The committee advanced a bill intended to maximize participation in a federal reimbursement program that allows school districts with high poverty rates to serve free breakfast and lunch to all of their students, but it was not scheduled for first-round debate. LB 285, introduced by Walls, would require public schools that serve a certain percentage of students in poverty to opt into the program, called the Community Eligibility Provision. 
Under the bill's provisions, the State Department of Education could waive the requirement if a district shows that participation in the CEP is not financially viable. The department would provide technical assistance to those schools to help them adopt the CEP in the future. Nebraska students would be required to use school bathrooms and play on school sports teams based on their sex assigned at birth rather than their gender identity under another bill heard by the committee. Under LB 575, sponsored by Senator Kathleen Kath of Omaha, school athletic teams or sports would be designated as for males, men or boys, females, women or girls, or co-ed or mixed. The bill also would require Nebraska public and private schools to designate each group bathroom and locker room in school buildings as either for use by biological females or males, as determined by chromosomes and anatomy. LB 575 remains in committee. Session Review, Executive Board Lawmakers approved a proposal intended to expand access to video of legislative proceedings this session. Nebraska Public Media currently broadcasts and livestreams video coverage of legislative public committee hearings and floor debate. LB 254, sponsored by Gordon Senator Tom Brewer, requires the Executive Board to develop and maintain a publicly accessible digital internet archive of that coverage beginning with the 2025 legislative session or as soon as live. Closed caption video coverage of the legislature is available. Video will be closed captioned in English and Spanish and indexed by bill number or date. The bill includes provisions of LB 552, sponsored by Senator John Kavanaugh of Omaha, which extend the termination date for the legislature's Mental Health Care Capacity Strategic Planning Committee by one year, to November 1, 2025. The measure also extends the deadline by which the committee must contract with an independent consultant to November 1, 2023, and the reporting deadline for findings and recommendations to November 1, 2024. Also included is Adams Senator Myron Dorn's LB90 that makes technical changes to performance audits conducted by the legislature. The Legislative Audit Office, a division of the legislature, conducts performance audits to review state agency programs and evaluate agency success in effectively implementing legislative intent. Among other provisions, the measure eliminates audit requirements for the Nebraska Advantage Act Tax Incentive Program, which was replaced by the Imagine Nebraska Act in 2020, and removes references to outdated U.S. Department of Labor Code designations. LB 254 passed on 48-0 vote and took effect immediately. A proposed constitutional change to legislative term limits was advanced to general file by the executive board but was not scheduled for debate this year. LR22CA, sponsored by Norfolk Senator Robert Dover, potentially would extend the current limit of two consecutive four-year terms for state senators to three consecutive four-year terms. If approved by the legislature, the proposed change would be placed on the general election ballot for voter approval. The executive board held public hearings on several other proposed changes to legislative structure and operations this year. LB54, sponsored by Omaha Senator Terrell McKinney would require any bill introduced in the Nebraska legislature related to criminal or juvenile justice to be accompanied by a statement informing lawmakers of the effect the bill would have on communities of color or other marginalized groups. Statements would be produced by the Legislative Research Office and would summarize the estimated impact on racial minority populations in Nebraska and could include any relevant research on the historical racial impact of similar legislation. LB39, sponsored by Bellevue Senator Carol Blood, outlines the same requirement for bills related to persons with disabilities. Both bills remain in committee.
Also considered by the executive board but not advanced was a proposal under which Nebraska no longer would be the nation's only one-house legislative system. LR2CA, introduced by Bayard Senator Steve Erdman, would create a House of Representatives and a Senate within the Nebraska legislature, beginning with the January 2027 legislative session. If approved by the legislature, the measure would be put before Nebraska voters for approval. Membership in the proposed House of Representatives would be capped at 63 members and the Senate would contain 31 members. Each Senate district would consist of three contiguous counties. Erdman brought an amendment to the public hearing that would require state senators to be selected by an appointment committee rather than elected to their seats. Each three-member appointment committee would be made up of one individual from each county in a three-county district, selected to serve by the county board. Session Review, General Affairs Measures to expand Kino play and track alcoholic products being imported into the state were among those advanced by the General Affairs Committee and packaged into two omnibus bills this session. Gaming Lawmakers approved several updates to Nebraska gaming law. LB 775, introduced by Kearney Senator John Lowe and passed 46-0, updates the definition of a licensed racetrack enclosure to include all real property licensed and used to conduct a race meeting, including the racetrack and any grandstand, concession stand, office, bar area, employee housing facility, parking lot or additional area designated by the State Racing and Gaming Commission. Additionally, the bill grants the Commission authority to create an adjudication subcommittee to investigate and respond to violations of the Nebraska Racetrack Gaming Act. The provisions of LB 232, introduced by Omaha Senator John Kavanaugh, also are included in the bill. Under the measure, players verified to be on the premises of a licensed Nebraska lottery location are able to purchase digital Kino tickets. A lottery operator must file with the State Department of Revenue and provide clear procedural regulations in order to sell digital on-premises tickets. All regulations are subject to approval by the department. The proposal also authorizes the use of additional ticket payment methods, including a debit card, bank account, prepaid cash account or the cash balance of a payment application. Debit cards are limited to $200 in Kino wagers from a lottery operator in a single calendar day. LB 775 includes provisions from three other bills considered by the General Affairs Committee this session. LB 72, introduced by Grand Island Senator Raymond Aguilar, which amends the County and City Lottery Act to clarify that gross proceeds do not include any admission costs collected at any location where the lottery also is available to the public free of an admission charge. LB 73, also introduced by Aguilar, which authorizes the use of funds from the County Visitors Promotion Fund to improve a facility in which a paramutual wager is conducted if the facility also serves as the site of a state fair or district or county agricultural society fair and LB 544, sponsored by Senator Danielle Conrad of Lincoln, which makes minor changes to the Nebraska Bingo Act to reflect advancements in technology. A bill that would have extended the deadline for studies evaluating horse racing and casino gaming in Nebraska remains in committee. Under current Nebraska law, the State Racing and Gaming Commission is required to conduct a market analysis and socioeconomic impact study on horse racing and casino gaming statewide and in each county that has a licensed racetrack before any new licenses can be issued.
This stipulation was put in place last year in a continuing effort by the legislature to implement a 2020 voter initiative that legalized all games of chance at licensed horse racing tracks. LB 311, introduced by Lowe, would change the deadline to complete the studies from January 1, 2025, to January 1, 2029, although the commission could choose to complete the requirements at an earlier date. Alcohol Senators approved a number of changes to the Nebraska Liquor Control Act this session. LB 376, introduced by Lowe, creates a brand registration for the State Liquor Control Commission to accurately identify and track alcoholic products imported into Nebraska. Beginning January 1, 2024, every licensed manufacturer, wholesaler, and shipper will be required to pay a registration fee not to exceed $30 and submit a report to the commission prior to the sale or shipment of any alcoholic liquor into the state. Provisions of five additional measures heard by the General Affairs Committee are included in the bill. LB 259, introduced by Lowe, which allows farm wineries to apply for a license to sell beer, mixed drinks, and other alcoholic beverages not produced by the farm winery for consumption on their premises. LB 377, also introduced by Lowe, which increases from 6 to 12 the maximum number of special designated licenses that a nonprofit may apply for in a calendar year. LB 452, sponsored by Glenville Senator Dave Merman, which allows the holder of a microdistillery license to sell up to 500 gallons of their products directly to licensed retail facilities annually. LB 596, introduced by Senator Brian Hardin of Gehring, which permits liquor manufacturers and wholesalers to enter into an advertising or sponsorship agreement with a nonprofit organization, municipal or religious corporation or political subdivision that holds an SDL if a similar measure is passed at the federal level, and LB 667, sponsored by Senator Jana Hughes of Seward, which authorizes alcohol wholesalers to use channel pricing, a strategy used to determine a product's price based on the retailer's license and business type. LB 376 passed on a 41-0 vote and took effect immediately. Session Review, Government, Military and Veterans Affairs Establishing a legal framework for the state's new photo ID voting requirement, earlier restoration of felon voting rights and a state holiday honoring Malcolm X were among the measures considered by the legislature this session. Elections Lawmakers passed a bill that implements the provisions of an initiative petition approved by voters in 2022 establishing a photo ID requirement to vote in Nebraska. LB 514, as originally introduced by Gordon Senator Tom Brewer, would have served as the Government, Military and Veterans Affairs Committee's annual elections cleanup bill. The measure was gutted on general file and replaced with a committee voter ID proposal. Among other provisions, LB 514 lays out the requirements for a valid form of photographic identification, which includes a document issued by the state of Nebraska, an agency, or a political subdivision of the state, the U.S. military, a Nebraska post-secondary educational institution, or a recognized Native American tribe or band. A hospital, assisted living facility, nursing home, or other skilled care facility record that includes a photo or digital image also will qualify. The Secretary of State's office is required to provide a website dedicated to voter ID requirements and procedures and implement a public awareness campaign. No fee will be charged to Nebraska residents for an original, renewal or duplicate state ID card for voting purposes.
An individual without a photo ID may vote provisionally at the polls if they certify that they have a reasonable impediment, including a religious objection to being photographed or a situation that prevents them from obtaining a valid photo ID such as a disability or illness, lack of a birth certificate or the inability to obtain other required documents. Ballots that do not meet the bill's requirements can be validated through the election commissioner or county clerk's office by providing missing information by the Tuesday following the election. Voters who request to have a ballot mailed to them must provide a Nebraska driver's license number, state ID card number, or a photocopy of another valid photo ID with their request. Lawmakers passed LB 514 on a 38-to-1 vote and the measure took effect immediately. An alternative photo ID proposal, sponsored by Dunbar Senator Julie Slama, was advanced by the committee but was not scheduled for debate. Among other provisions, LB 535, under an amendment brought by Slama to the bill's public hearing, would require individuals requesting to vote by mail to provide notarized confirmation of a valid photo ID. The committee heard a number of other proposals this session that would make changes to Nebraska's election laws. A measure sponsored by Omaha Senator Justin Wayne that would allow Nebraskans convicted of a felony to have their voting rights restored sooner was advanced from committee but was not scheduled for debate. LB 20 would restore voting rights automatically upon completion of a felony sentence or probation. Currently, ex-felons must wait two years before being able to register to vote. LB 193, introduced by Hastings Senator Steve Halloran, would prohibit any voting system or component from being purchased or used unless designed, manufactured, integrated, and assembled in the U.S. from entities accredited by the U.S. Department of Defense. Halloran also introduced LB 808, which would permit election commissioners and county clerks to conduct a hand count for tabulating votes cast in any election. The bill also would allow an apparent loser at a general election to request and receive a hand recount. LB 228, introduced by Senator Steve Erdman of Bayard, would eliminate voting by mail except for military personnel and those living in nursing homes and assisted living facilities. The bill also would establish primary and general election days as statewide holidays, stipulate that all ballots be counted at the precinct level on election day and limit early voting to in-person at either a county election or county clerk's office. Erdman also introduced LB 230, which, among other provisions, would limit early voting to those who are handicapped or members of the Armed Forces or Nebraska National Guard. LB 457, sponsored by Bellevue Senator Rick Holdcroft, would require video surveillance of voting areas and implementation of anti-counterfeiting ballot techniques, including a watermark, a holograph and other techniques used to protect U.S. paper currency. The bill also would require that any vote-scanning device or tabulating equipment be verified and certified by election officials to be incapable of executing any embedded code or triggers on scanned ballots. Nebraska's five electoral college votes would be assigned to the statewide winner in presidential elections under LB 764, sponsored by Central City Senator Lauren Lippincott. The bill would end Nebraska's split system of awarding electoral votes, in place since 1991. Currently, the statewide winner receives two electoral votes and the winner of each of the state's three congressional districts receives one electoral vote. All six proposals remain in committee. Other measures Provisions of a bill initially heard by the Government, Military and Veterans Affairs Committee were amended into an Urban Affairs Committee omnibus package and approved by lawmakers. LB 474, introduced by Wayne, requires the State Game and Parks Commission to receive, rehabilitate and manage the Mayhew Cabin Historical Site in Nebraska City. 
Other provisions of LB 474 related to facility updates at the Fort Robinson Historical Site were successfully amended into the state budget package and approved this session. A proposal from Gehring Senator Brian Hardin also was considered by the committee and became part of the state budget but subsequently was line-item vetoed by Governor Jim Pillen. LB-712 would have transferred $10 million from the cash reserve fund to provide grants to help panhandle communities prepare for an influx of contractors to the area to update the country's aging ICBM missile system. No override motion was offered. A bill meant to enhance a state tuition support program for Nebraska National Guard members remains on select file. The program, which provides a 100% undergraduate tuition credit to Nebraska National Guard members who enroll in any state-supported university, college, community college or accredited, non-profit independent college, currently is capped at $900,000 annually. As introduced, LB-52, sponsored by Lippincott, would have raised the cap to $1 million. Lawmakers amended the bill to remove the cap entirely. LB-53, sponsored by Omaha Senator Terrell McKinney, would establish May 19 as Elhaj Malik El-Shabazz, Malcolm X Day in Nebraska. The committee advanced the bill to general file, but it was not scheduled for debate this session. Also advanced by the committee was LB-194, sponsored by Halloran, which would prohibit any state or political subdivision employee from enforcing any federal law regulating a firearm, firearm accessory or ammunition unless the measure also is codified in state law. An individual in violation of the bill's provisions would be subject to a fine of up to $3,000 for a first offense and a Class 1 misdemeanor for second or subsequent offenses. A political subdivision that adopts an ordinance in violation of the bill would be ineligible to receive state funds for one fiscal year. LB-194 remains on general file. Under LB-297, sponsored by Bellevue Senator Rita Sanders, local and state government agencies could not compel a non-profit organization to release the personal information of its members, supporters, volunteers, or donors. The bill's provisions would not apply to legally required disclosures under the Nebraska Political Accountability and Disclosure Act or for use in criminal or civil investigations. LB-297 was advanced by the committee to general file but was not scheduled for debate this year. Another proposal sponsored by Sanders remains in committee. LB-2 would create a 14-member commission composed of individuals of Asian descent and appointed by the governor. The commission would coordinate programs and promote state and federal legislation beneficial to Asian Americans in Nebraska. Session Review, Health and Human Services Measures intended to restrict abortion and gender-affirming care for minors address the state's health care workforce shortage and increase access to behavioral health services were among the proposals considered by the Health and Human Services Committee. Gender-affirming care, abortion restrictions. Two bills advanced by the committee dominated the legislative session and ultimately were combined into one measure an effort by Thurston Senator Joni Albright to effectively ban abortion at six weeks under her LB-626 stalled on the second round of consideration following a failed attempt to force a vote on the bill's advancement. Under Albright's bill, a physician would be required to test four steady and repetitive rhythmic contractions within the gestational sac before inducing an abortion by estimating gestational age, performing an ultrasound and making a medical record of methods used. If such activity were detected, a physician would be prohibited from performing an abortion except in cases of sexual assault, incest, or medical emergency. 
Ralston Senator Merv Reby attempted to amend LB 626 during select file debate to narrow the state's 20-week post-fertilization ban to a 12-week ban. His proposal included an exception for a fetal anomaly incompatible with life defined as one diagnosed before birth that cannot be treated and would, with all reasonable certainty, result in the death of an unborn child within three months. Reapy's proposal also would have repealed sections of existing state law outlining criminal penalties for providing unauthorized abortion care. A cloture motion on LB 626 fell one vote short, failing 32 to 15, ending debate before lawmakers could consider Reapy's amendment. Later in the session, Blair Senator Ben Hansen offered a revised version of the proposal as an amendment to another bill heard by the committee this session, LB 574. That measure, sponsored by Omaha Senator Kathleen Kauth, was successfully amended to create the Let Them Grow Act and the Preborn Child Protection Act. The Preborn Child Protection Act narrows Nebraska's 20-week post-fertilization abortion ban to instead ban the procedure after the gestational age of 12 weeks. Gestational age calculates a pregnancy from the first day of a pregnant individual's last menstrual cycle rather than from the moment of fertilization. The act retains exceptions for sexual assault, incest and medical emergencies outlined in LB 626, but does not include exceptions for fetal anomalies. The bill also does not repeal sections of existing state law outlining penalties for providing unauthorized abortion care. The following are excluded from the definition of an abortion under the bill. Removal of an ectopic pregnancy Removal of the remains of an unborn child who already has died. An act done with the intention of saving the life or preserving the health of an unborn child, and Termination or loss of life of an unborn child who is not being carried inside an individual's body during the practice of vitro fertilization or other assisted reproductive technology. Also included in LB 574 is the Let Them Grow Act. Beginning October 1, 2023, the bill prohibits physicians from performing gender-altering surgical procedures on individuals under age 19. The bill grants the state's chief medical officer the authority to establish regulations regarding non-surgical gender-altering procedures for minors in Nebraska, including the use of hormone therapy and puberty blockers. At minimum, the regulations must state that a healthcare practitioner may prescribe or approve puberty-blocking drugs and or cross-sex hormones for a patient younger than 19 only if the individual has a long-lasting and intense pattern of gender nonconformity or gender dysphoria that began or worsened at the start of puberty. Other minimum requirements include a minimum number of gender identity-focused therapeutic hours and a waiting period between the time a healthcare practitioner obtains informed patient consent and the prescribing of hormone therapy or puberty blockers. The State Department of Health and Human Services may adopt rules and regulations consistent with those established by the chief medical officer. Under LB 574, individuals who began receiving care prior to the ban's effective date will be able to continue treatment. A physician who knowingly violates the bill's provisions is subject to review by the state's medical licensing board. An individual who received a gender-altering procedure while under the age of 19, or their parent or guardian, could bring a civil action against the physician within two years of discovery. 
The bill also prohibits the distribution or use of state funds for any entity, organization, or individual that provides gender-altering surgery for minors in Nebraska. LB 574 passed on a vote of 33 to 15 and took effect immediately. Omnibus Health Services A bill intended to cover a Medicaid reimbursement gap in Nebraska became an omnibus health services measure. LB 227, introduced by Hansen, requires that the State Department of Health and Human Services provide Medicaid reimbursement to a hospital at 100% of the statewide average nursing facility per diem rate if a Medicaid enrollee has been admitted as an inpatient to the hospital. No longer requires acute inpatient care and discharge planning. Requires nursing facility level of care upon discharge and is unable to be transferred to a nursing facility due to a lack of available beds or requires a public guardian but one is unable to be appointed. Lawmakers amended LB 227 to include provisions of more than 20 other measures related to healthcare licensure, practice, and programs. Among those measures is LB 84, introduced by Omaha Senator Jen Day, which extends eligibility for supplemental nutrition assistance program benefits. SNAP eligibility in Nebraska currently is set at 165% of the federal poverty level, but was scheduled to drop to 135% of FPL on October 1, 2023. LB 84 extends the sunset date for expanded SNAP eligibility to October 1, 2025. The provisions of LB 570 also are included. Originally introduced by Omaha Senator Tony Vargas, LB 570 creates the Overdose Fatality Review Teams Act to design a regulatory framework for establishing county-level multidisciplinary teams to collect data related to opioid overdose deaths in Nebraska. DHHS is responsible for developing regulations to carry out the act and teams will begin providing annual de-identified data on local incidents, causes and contributing factors of opioid deaths by June 1, 2024. Other measures included in the omnibus package are LB 35, introduced by Bennington Senator Wendy DeBoer, which extends the sunset date for transitional child care assistance under the Federal Child Care Subsidy Program and cash assistance to families who have not achieved economic self-sufficiency to October 1, 2026. LB 75, introduced by Vargas, which grants the state's Child and Maternal Death Review Team the authority to conduct reviews of the rates, trends, and causes of severe maternal morbidity in the state. LB 123, introduced by Senator John Fredrickson of Omaha, which requires behavior analysts to obtain a credential under the Uniform Credentialing Act and creates a board of behavior analysts to establish licensure standards and adopt a code of conduct. LB 181, introduced by Hansen, which specifies that a prescription remains valid despite the prescribing practitioner's subsequent death or retirement, or the suspension or revocation of the prescribing practitioner's credential, and allows a pharmacist to use their professional judgment to fill or refill a prescription which has sufficient fills remaining. LB 202, introduced by Fremont Senator Lynn Walls, which allows certified and trained pharmacy technicians to administer vaccines to individuals over three years of age if the vaccine is verified by a supervising pharmacist on site. 
LB-219, introduced by Senator Teresa Ibov sumner which requires DHHS to rebase inpatient interim per diem rates for critical access hospitals every two years using the most recent audited Medicare cost report. LB-245, introduced by Walls, which increases the per diem reimbursement for members of the Board of Barber Examiners from $75 to $150. LB-261, introduced by Ralston Senator Merv Reapy, which changes the requirements of a split apprenticeship for individuals studying mortuary science by allowing the apprentice license to be completed while attending a mortuary science school. LB-286, introduced by Walls, which provides confidentiality to physicians who participate in a wellness program unless a peer coach determines that the physician's condition constitutes a danger to public health and safety. LB-345, introduced by Omaha Senator Christy Armendariz, which defines palliative care as specialized medical care for people living with a serious illness that carries a high risk of mortality or negatively impacts quality of life. LB-357, introduced by Walls, which increases the maximum monthly support allowable under the Disabled Persons and Family Support Act from $300 to a maximum of $400 for eligible individuals and from $150 to $200 for an additional disabled family member. LB-402, introduced by Senator Bo Ballard of Lincoln, which specifies that the definition of a home health agency does not include a person or entity that engages only in social work practice. LB-419, introduced by Lincoln Senator Anna Wishart, which expands Medicaid coverage for postpartum women from 60 days to at least 6 months. DHHS may submit a state plan amendment for 12 months. LB-431, sponsored by Hastings Senator Steve Halloran, which authorizes the Nebraska State Patrol to submit health professional licensure applicants' fingerprints to the FBI for National Criminal History Record Information Checks. LB-434, introduced by North Platte Senator Mike Jacobson, which requires that long-term acute care hospitals enroll as Medicaid providers and directs DHHS to adopt a state plan amendment or federal Medicaid waiver. LB-458, introduced by Ballard, which allows a fill pharmacy to deliver to a patient on behalf of a dispensing pharmacy if both pharmacies are under common ownership. LB-517, introduced by Walls, which requires DHHS to implement a pilot program to facilitate the transfer of patients with complex health needs from eligible acute care hospitals to appropriate post-acute care settings and appropriates $1 million to carry out the pilot program. LB-572, introduced by REPI, which updates the Medical Nutrition Therapy Act by making terminology consistent and providing a pathway to licensure for certified nutrition specialists. LB-586, introduced by Seward Senator Jana Hughes, which provides $3 million in general funds in fiscal year 2023-24 and $3 million in fiscal year 2024-25 to incentivize and expand opportunities for nursing education and the training of nursing faculty. LB-590, introduced by Senator Rick Holdcroft of Bellevue, which increases the standard of need for eligible aged, blind and disabled persons from at least $60 to $75 per month for personal needs allowance if the individual resides in an alternative living arrangement. 
LB611, introduced by REPI, which changes drug administration requirements for a hospital, ambulatory surgical center or healthcare practitioner facility to allow any unused portion of certain topical medications be offered to a patient upon discharge if required for continued treatment, and LB765, introduced by Niobrara Senator Barry Decay, which eliminates regional trauma advisory boards and replaces them with regional trauma committees and updates definitions. LB227 passed on a vote of 47 to 0 and certain sections took effect immediately. Other measures A new statewide delivery model for behavioral health service provision in Nebraska also was approved by lawmakers this session. LB-276, introduced by Wishart, adopts the Certified Community Behavioral Health Clinic Act in an attempt to increase access to outpatient mental health and substance abuse treatment through service delivery coordination with community partners. The CCBHC program requires that DHHS develop a prospective payment system through which providers will be reimbursed based on the anticipated cost of providing required services to Medicaid recipients on either a daily or monthly basis, rather than on a fee-for-service basis. Under LB 276, DHHS will apply for a Medicaid state plan amendment through the Federal Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to implement the bill's provisions by January 1, 2026. The measure also states legislative intent to cap general fund appropriations to the program at $4.5 million annually, which will be matched by federal funds. The bill passed on a 46-0 vote and took effect immediately. LB 358, introduced by Walls, would increase the reimbursement rate for dental services provided under Medicaid by 25%. The bill was placed on general file by the committee but was not scheduled for debate. LB 792, introduced by Omaha Senator Justin Wayne, would require DHHS to create a pilot program located in a metropolitan-class city to assess and treat individuals with PTSD resulting from community gun violence. Omaha currently is the state's only metropolitan-class city. An amended version of LB 792 was included in the state's budget proposal this session and approved by lawmakers. The proposal subsequently was vetoed by Governor Jim Pillen and no override motion was offered. LB 88, sponsored by Omaha Senator Megan Hunt, would remove the state's lifetime ban on supplemental nutrition assistance program eligibility for individuals with certain drug-related convictions. Also considered this session was LB-179, sponsored by Omaha Senator John Fredrickson, which would prohibit credentialed healthcare professionals from providing conversion therapy to anyone under the age of 19 in Nebraska. The ban would not apply to a clergy member or religious counselor providing conversion therapy in a pastoral capacity rather than as a healthcare provider. Both bills remain in committee. Session Review, Judiciary Repeal of the state's concealed handgun permit requirement, continuing efforts to enact criminal justice reforms and an increase in judges' salaries top the list of judicial topics considered by senators this session. Firearms Lawmakers passed a bill that removed the concealed handgun permit requirement in Nebraska. State law had required that an individual pass a background check, submit a $100 permit fee and complete a gun safety course to obtain a concealed carry permit. LB-77, introduced by Gordon Senator Tom Brewer, waives those requirements. 
Under the bill, an individual not otherwise prohibited from possessing or carrying a gun in Nebraska can conceal carry without a permit. LB 77 also prohibits counties, cities, and villages from regulating ownership, possession or transportation of a concealed handgun. The bill adds a misdemeanor charge for carrying a firearm or destructive device while committing certain dangerous misdemeanor crimes, including harassment, stalking, domestic violence, shoplifting and resisting arrest, among others. An individual is subject to a Class 1 misdemeanor for a first or second offense and a Class 4 felony for a third or subsequent offense. LB 77 passed on a vote of 33 to 14. A bill that would add off-duty peace officers to the list of individuals allowed to carry a firearm on school property was heard by the committee but not advanced. Current state law prohibits an individual from carrying a firearm on school grounds with the exception of on-duty law enforcement, members of the armed forces, National Guard and certain individuals in other limited circumstances. LB 17, sponsored by Lincoln Senator George Dungan, would add full-time, off-duty peace officers to that list. Another measure would prohibit possession of deadly weapons in the Nebraska state capitol and on surrounding capitol grounds. Current state law defines a deadly weapon as a firearm, knife, machine gun, and brass or iron knuckles. LB 749, introduced by Omaha Senator Michaela Kavanaugh, would ban all deadly weapons in the Capitol and on Capitol grounds, with exceptions for law enforcement, military and security personnel and individuals participating in ceremonial activities as approved by the Nebraska Capitol Commission. Provisions of the bill would not apply to an individual who stores a deadly weapon, for example, an unloaded firearm, in a secure encasement in a vehicle. Violations would result in a Class 4 felony charge, which carries a maximum penalty of two years' imprisonment and one year post-release supervision, a $10,000 fine, or both. LB 749 remains in committee. Criminal Justice Reform LB 50, sponsored by Omaha Senator Justin Wayne, contains a number of provisions intended to improve the state's criminal justice system. Among other provisions, the measure requires each judicial district to establish a problem-solving court creates a pilot program to administer virtual behavioral health treatment services for court-involved individuals and establishes a housing program for parolees who commit technical parole violations. LB 50 also terminates the legislature's Committee on Justice Reinvestment Oversight and requires that two criminal defense attorneys with at least 10 years of experience be appointed by the governor to the newly created Nebraska Sentencing Reform Task Force. The bill includes provisions of Wayne's LB 352 related to parole eligibility and habitual criminal enhancement. Under those provisions, an offender who is serving a maximum sentence of up to 20 years will be parole eligible at least two years prior to their mandatory discharge date and an individual serving a sentence over 20 years will be parole eligible after serving 80% of the term prior to their mandatory discharge date. The measure creates geriatric parole eligibility for certain offenders over age 75 who have served 15 years of their sentence. Offenders serving a life sentence or convicted of a Class 1 or Class IA felony or sex offenses are excluded. The provisions also set the mandatory minimum term for a habitual offender at 3 years and the maximum term at no more than the maximum term given or 20 years, whichever is greater, for qualified offenders. Individuals who have committed offenses related to firearms, violence or sex crimes are excluded from these provisions. LB 50 was amended to contain the provisions of more than a dozen other bills related to criminal penalties, parole and probation.
LB14, introduced by Dungan, which expands eligibility for the Young Adult Bridge to Independence Program. LB27, also introduced by Dungan, which clarifies the appointment process of a public defender to an indigent defendant who files an appeal. LB30, sponsored by Dungan, which authorizes pleas of no contest in juvenile court cases. LB59, introduced by Omaha Senator John Kavanaugh, which temporarily pauses the statute of limitations for a post-conviction action while an appeal to the Supreme Court is pending. LB76, introduced by Lincoln Senator Elliot Bostar, which allows law enforcement to access certain probation and parole supervision information. LB137, introduced by Lincoln Senator Carolyn Bossen, which creates an enhanced penalty for controlled substance offenses if use of the substance results in death or serious injury. LB162, introduced by Omaha Senator Mike McDonnell, which creates a new Class 1 misdemeanor charge for tampering with an electronic monitoring device. LB220, introduced by Sumner Senator Teresa Iba, which requires the Board of Pardons to notify a victim whose name appears in the file of a convicted person of any pardon or commutation at least 30 days prior to those proceedings and within 10 days of the granting of a pardon or commutation. LB265, introduced by Gordon Senator Tom Brewer, which requires the Nebraska Department of Correctional Services to provide stab-resistant protective vests to each corrections officer. LB314, introduced by Omaha Senator John Fredrickson, which requires suicide prevention materials to be provided to firearm purchasers. LB337, introduced by Ralston Senator Merv Reapy, which clarifies when mental health practitioners may share an individual's medical records when consent cannot be obtained. LB494, introduced by Dungan, which allows for custodian certification of business records by an affidavit signed under penalty of perjury, and LB521, introduced by Fremont Senator Lynn Walls, which includes school personnel in immunity provisions for administering naloxone to a person who is experiencing an opioid-related overdose. LB50 passed on a 34-15 vote. Omnibus Bill Lawmakers also approved a measure that authorizes certain temporary public guardianships in Douglas County and contains a variety of judicial measures dealing with protection orders, court fees, and juvenile court disposition. LB-157, introduced by Bennington Senator Wendy DeBoer, allows for creation of temporary guardianships in a county containing a metropolitan-class city to assist individuals who are applying for private or public benefits. Omaha currently is the state's only metropolitan-class city. The bill includes the provisions of LB-315, introduced by Omaha Senator John Fredrickson, which prohibit providers of medical or other services related to examination of injuries arising from sexual assault domestic assault or trafficking from referring victims to collection agencies or taking other averse action for failure to pay the debt. LB-157 also contains provisions of the following measures. LB-11, introduced by Bellevue Senator Carol Blood, which specifies that domestic abuse protection orders may explicitly provide for sole possession of a household pet and restrict contact with such pets. LB-82, introduced by DeBoer, which updates reporting requirements from the Director of the State's Department of Correctional Services. LB-183, introduced by Omaha Senator John Kavanaugh, which allows the District Court to waive fees related to a name change. LB-240, introduced by Omaha Senator Justin Wayne, which prohibits a juvenile court from modifying the terms of a disposition order unless the juvenile has violated a previous order or all parties agree and the juvenile has consulted with or waived counsel.
LB330, introduced by DeBoer, which allows a successor to a decedent to endorse a check, payable to the decedent or the decedent's estate, for a debt owed to the decedent. LB436, introduced by Lincoln Senator Carolyn Bossen, which updates the State Uniform Controlled Substances Act to conform with federal law. LB480, introduced by Bellevue Senator Rick Holdcroft, which adds emergency medical service providers to the list of medical agencies that can file a lien on settlement awards received by injured parties, and LB757, introduced by DeBoer, which extends the filing date for victims to apply for reimbursement from the Crime Victims Reparations Fund. LB157 passed on a vote of 47-0 and took effect immediately. Other Measures Lawmakers also approved a proposal to increase salaries for Nebraska judges as part of the state's two-year budgeting process. As introduced by DeBoer, LB-799 authorizes a 7% salary increase for the chief justice and judges of the Nebraska Supreme Court in fiscal year 2023-24 and a 6% increase in FI 2024-25. Under the bill, Nebraska Supreme Court salaries will increase to $212,316 starting July 1, 2023, and $225,055 starting July 1, 2024. Because Nebraska judges are paid using a statutory formula based on the salary of the Chief Justice, the increase in LB-799 results in a commensurate increase in the salaries of all other judges in the state. The bill was amended to contain provisions of three additional measures. LB81, introduced by Grand Island Senator Raymond Aguilar, which increases from four to five the number of county judges in the 9th Judicial District, which serves Buffalo and Hall counties in central Nebraska. LB260, introduced by Wayne, which aligns state law with the current practice of electronic publication of appellate court opinions, and LB-426, introduced by Ralston Senator Merv Reapy, which reduces the number of judges on the Nebraska Workers' Compensation Court from 7 to 6. Lawmakers voted 40-0 to pass LB-799, which took effect immediately. LB-328, introduced by Lincoln Senator Jane Raybould, would create the Office of Liaison for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Persons within the Nebraska Attorney General's Office. The Attorney General and the Commission on Indian Affairs would partner in selecting a full-time specialist to staff the office, giving preference to applicants of Indigenous descent. The specialist's duties would include identifying, collecting and directing resources and information to aid in combating the prevalence of missing and murdered Indigenous people in Nebraska. LB-328 was advanced to general file but was not scheduled for first-round debate. A bill that would prohibit employers from discriminating on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity remains in committee. Current state law prohibits employment discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, disability, marital status, or national origin. LB-169, introduced by Omaha Senator Megan Hunt, would add sexual orientation and gender identity to that list. The bill would apply to government employers, labor organizations, and private employers with 15 or more employees. Two additional bills also failed to advance from committee this session. LB 371, introduced by Glenville Senator Dave Merman, would bar individuals younger than 19 from attending a drag show in Nebraska and prohibit individuals under age 21 from attending a drag show if alcoholic liquor is served. 
The bill would define a drag show as a performance in which a performer sings, lip-syncs, dances or otherwise performs for an audience while exhibiting a gender identity different from their gender assigned at birth using clothing, makeup, or other physical markers. LB 371 would add a criminal penalty for an individual who brings a minor to a drag show that would result in a Class 1 misdemeanor charge, which carries a maximum sentence of one year in jail and a $1,000 fine. Any business, establishment or nonprofit that violates the bill's provisions would be fined $10,000 and an owner or officer of an entity that hosts a drag show and knowingly violates these provisions would face a Class 1 misdemeanor charge. Finally, LB 631, sponsored by Senator Terrell McKinney of Omaha, would require the State Board of Parole to include one member who is a formerly incarcerated individual and one member with experience in restorative justice and reentry. In addition, members would be considered to be in a neglect of duty if they miss three board hearings in a calendar year and parole could not be denied based on an inmate's lack of access to programming. McKinney brought an amendment to the bill's public hearing that, among other provisions, would provide a code of ethics and training requirements in cultural competency and implicit bias for board members. Session Review, Natural Resources Bill Supporting Nebraska's Efforts to be Selected as a Regional Clean Hydrogen Hub, Authorizing a State Agency to Use Alternative Contracting Methods and Increasing Nebraska Oil and Gas Conservation Commission Members' Pay were among those advanced by the Natural Resources Committee this session. Omnibus Bill LB 565, introduced by Brainerd Senator Bruce Bostelman and passed 41-0, states legislative intent to appropriate $500,000 over the next two fiscal years to the State Department of Economic Development. The department will use the funds to provide grants to a public power district serving the majority of the counties in the state for engineering and modeling needed to apply for a federal program intended to accelerate the use of hydrogen as a clean energy source. Lawmakers amended the bill to add provisions of several other measures considered by the committee this session, including LB 217, introduced by Senator Jana Hughes of Seward, which extends the sunset date for a scrap tire project grant program under the Waste Reduction and Recycling Incentive Act from 2024 to 2029. The provisions of LB 289, sponsored by Bostelman, authorize municipal agencies to own and operate, contract to operate or lease advanced metering infrastructure technology, and provide advanced metering infrastructure services to public utilities. The measure also authorizes the agencies to provide certain services, including information technology and physical infrastructure management, to public utilities and municipal infrastructure systems. The provisions of LB 395, introduced by Bayard Senator Steve Erdman, repeal the $4,000 annual cap on compensation for members of the Nebraska Oil and Gas Conservation Commission and increase members' maximum daily compensation from $400 to $500. The bill also adjusts the amount for inflation every other year, beginning in 2025. Under the provisions of LB 400, introduced by Senator Tom Brewer of Gordon, a private landowner or tenant may kill any predator preying on livestock or poultry or suspected of causing other damage on their land without a permit from the State Game and Parks Commission. 
The measure also allows private landowners or tenants to kill a mountain lion that is in the process of stalking, killing, or consuming livestock on their property without prior notice to the commission or permission from it. The provisions of LB 425, introduced by Bostelman, increase the number of Game and Parks Commission members needed for a quorum at the Commission's public meetings from 4 to 5. Among other changes, the proposal also increases caps on certain non-resident hunting and fishing permits and allows the Commission to issue permits for the taking of elk from state game refuges when their number is deemed detrimental to habitat conditions on the refuges or to adjacent private property. The provisions of LB 567, also sponsored by Bostelman, repeal current law prohibiting individuals in certain high-level managerial positions at a public power district from serving as a member of any public power district's board of directors. The provisions of LB 568, introduced by Bostelman, require the State Department of Economic Development to create a work group to determine the workforce training needs of the nuclear and hydrogen industries. The department will establish procedures and criteria for awarding grants to community and state colleges that implement courses designed to alleviate the workforce training needs of those industries. Grants may be used for equipment, curriculum, programming, or marketing. The measure also requires the state treasurer to transfer $200,000 in state general funds to a new fund used to provide per diems and travel and lodging reimbursement to certain workgroup members. LB 723, sponsored by Bostelman at the request of Governor Jim Pillen, allows the State Department of Natural Resources to use public-private partnerships and design-build, progressive design-build and construction manager general contractor project methods when contracting for public surface water or groundwater-related infrastructure projects. The department also must pay a stipend in an amount determined at its discretion to qualified design builders that submit proposals but are not selected, giving the department ownership of the intellectual property contained in those proposals. Session Review, Nebraska Retirement Systems Lawmakers approved a bill this year that makes changes to the various retirement systems administered by the state. LB 103, introduced by Omaha Senator Mike McDonnell, makes technical changes to a bill passed in 2022 that codified retirement practices and rules for certified teachers covered by the state code agency Teachers Association contract who previously or subsequently are employed by a school district, educational service unit, or any other state agency. The measure includes provisions of three additional bills sponsored by McDonnell. LB 104 changes the state, county, judges, school and state patrol retirement plans by raising the age from 72 to 73 for required minimum distributions in order to align with recently passed federal legislation. The RMD age will increase to 75 beginning in 2033. LB 105 changes various retirement plans to align with federal legislation that changed the definition of military service to include preparations for military service, rest and recovery after military service and state active service. Under provisions of LB 160, the supplemental retirement benefit rate for counties that participate in the county employees' retirement plan increases from 1 to 2 percent of compensation in counties with a population of 85,000 or less. The rate in counties with a population greater than 85,000 increases from 2 to 3 percent. The change applies to all Nebraska counties except Douglas and Lancaster, which do not participate in the county plan.
the measure passed on a vote of 41 to 0 and took effect immediately. A bill that would alter what is included in the term as salary, related to retirement plans for firefighters in first-class cities in Nebraska also was considered this session. State law classifies cities based on population. First-class cities are those with a population between 5,001 and 100,000. LB 221, sponsored by Sumner Senator Teresa Ibaugh, would align the definition of salary for firefighters and police in first-class cities as all amounts paid by the employing city for personal services. Currently, salary for those firefighters is defined as the base rate of pay, excluding overtime, callback pay, clothing allowances and other such benefits. The bill remains in committee. Session Review Revenue the Revenue Committee advanced proposals the session to cut Nebraska's top individual and corporate income tax rates, provide additional property tax relief, create a refundable tax credit for certain parents and provide a tax credit for those who donate to organizations that grant scholarships to students to attend private school. Income Tax Cuts LB 754, introduced by Elkhorn Senator Luen Linehan at the request of Governor Jim Pillen, passed on a vote of 39 to 2. The measure will cut Nebraska's top individual and corporate income tax rates to 3.99% by tax year 2027. The bill also will cut the rate on the third individual income tax bracket incrementally to 3.99% by the same year. Lawmakers amended LB 754 to include provisions of LB 318, introduced by Senator Elliot Bostar of Lincoln, which authorizes the State Department of Revenue to approve up to $25 million each year in income tax credits for child care in Nebraska. The bill provides $15 million annually to help parents and legal guardians pay for child care. Parents or legal guardians may apply for a refundable credit of $2,000 per child if their household income is no more than $75,000 and $1,000 per child if their household income is more than $75,000 but no more than $150,000. In addition, the measure allows individuals, estates, trusts and corporations to apply for a non-refundable state income tax credit of up to $100,000 for contributions they make to eligible child care programs. The credit is 100% of the qualifying contribution if the program is in an opportunity zone or serves at least one child who is enrolled in the state's child care subsidy program and 75% for all other contributions. The department may approve $2.5 million in credits under the program each year. LB 754 also increases the amount of tax credits available for qualifying child care providers and employees under the School Readiness Tax Credit Act from $5 million to $7.5 million annually. Providers may qualify based on their qualification level and the number of subsidized children they serve and providers and employees may receive a refundable credit based on their qualification level. Also included in the bill are the provisions of LB 38, introduced by Bellevue Senator Carol Blood, which allow federal retirees to exclude the amounts received as annuities under the Federal Employees Retirement System or the Civil Service Retirement System from their federal adjusted gross income. LB 206, sponsored by Senator Brad Von Gillern of Elkhorn, allowing a partnership to pay taxes, interest and penalties owed on its tax return or amended return on behalf of the partners rather than requiring each partner to file an amended return, and 
LB641, introduced by Omaha Senator Kathleen Kauth at the request of the governor, which exempts 100% of Nebraskan's Social Security income from state income tax beginning in tax year 2024 rather than 2025. Property Tax Relief, School Revenue Cap the committee also advanced a bill that provides additional property tax relief to Nebraskans while limiting increases in the amount of property taxes public school districts may collect. LB243, introduced by Senator Tom Breezy of Albion and passed 44-0, gradually will increase the minimum amount of relief granted under the Property Tax Credit Act from the current $275 million to $475 million by tax year 2028. The following year, it will grow by the percentage increase in the total assessed value of all real property statewide over the prior year, plus an additional $75 million. The amount then will continue to grow by the percentage increase in statewide valuations. As amended, LB243 contains provisions of several other bills considered by the committee this session, including LB589, sponsored by Breezy at the request of the governor. Under the bill, a school district's property tax request the amount of taxes requested to be raised through its levy may not exceed its property tax request authority, which the State Department of Education will calculate annually. The measure limits a district's overall revenue growth to 3% per year, with some exceptions for growth in student enrollment, the number of limited English proficiency students and the number of students in poverty. A district may exceed its property tax request authority by an amount approved by a 60% majority of voters at a special election. The bill also allows a school board to exceed a district's property tax request authority by 4-7%, to depending on the number of students enrolled if at least 70% of its members approve. The provisions of LB 242, also introduced by Breezy, eliminate the 5% cap on the school district tax credit's allowable growth percentage under the Nebraska Property Tax Incentive Act, allowing the credit amount to increase at the same rate as valuations. For tax year 2029, the total amount of credits will equal the prior year's maximum amount increased by the allowable growth percentage plus an additional $75 million. Also included are provisions of LB 783, introduced by Glenville Senator Dave Merman, which end Nebraska's community college area levy after fiscal year 2023-24. Beginning the next year, the state will distribute funds to community colleges to offset the lost property tax revenue. The amount distributed to community colleges will increase by 3.5% each year or the percentage increase in a factor based on student enrollment growth, whichever is greater. If the state fails to provide the full amount in a given year, a community college's board of governors may, with a majority vote, levy an amount sufficient to generate enough revenue to cover the difference. The bill also includes provisions of LB309, sponsored by Bostar, which increase the interest rate on property tax refunds from 9% to 14%. Finally, an amended version of Bayard Senator Steve Erdman's LB28 reinstates a fourth, at-large member of the Tax Equalization and Review Commission. The measure allows a single commissioner to hear appeals when the taxable value of a parcel is $2 million, an increase from $1 million, and increases commissioners' pay by tying it to the salary set for the chief justice and judges of the Nebraska Supreme Court. On the bus bill 
under LB 727, introduced by Linehan, purchases made by a non-profit corporation that is a party to a financial agreement with a governmental unit will qualify for a state sales and use tax exemption if the governmental unit's expenditure toward the project is paid in whole or in part with redevelopment bonds or is approved by a public vote. The bill was amended to include provisions of several other revenue-related measures, including LB 692, also sponsored by Linehan. The bill creates the Transformational Projects Act, which is intended to support the development of Nebraska's retail, entertainment, and tourism industries. The bill allows the State Department of Economic Development to approve applications for good life districts. Proposed projects within a district must meet certain thresholds related to development costs, job creation, and economic impact metrics. Transactions occurring within a district are subject to a reduced state sales tax rate of 2.75% to offset development and investment costs. Also included in LB 727 are the provisions of LB 4, introduced by Senator Rita Sanders of Bellevue, requiring veterans with a 100% service-connected permanent disability who are applying for a homestead exemption to do so every five years rather than annually. LB 74, sponsored by Linehan, which allows construction contractors to be appointed as purchasing agents that may purchase materials tax-free based on the buyer-based exemption of the contractor's client. LB 96, introduced by Dunbar Senator Julie Slama, under which state sales and use tax may not be imposed on the gross receipts from the sale, lease or rental of baling wire and twine purchased for use in commercial agriculture. LB 97, introduced by Senator Robert Clemens of Elmwood, which modify a reporting requirement related to inheritance taxes. LB 100, sponsored by Erdman, which allows certain waste treatment and disposal facilities to qualify for tax incentives under the Imagine Nebraska Act. LB 118, introduced by Senator Tom Brand of Plymouth, which decreases from $50,000 to $10,000 the minimum required investment for livestock modernization or expansion projects under the Nebraska Advantage Rural Development Act. LB 180, also sponsored by Brandt, allowing retail dealers that sell and dispense biodiesel to apply for a refundable state income tax credit equal to $0.14 cents per gallon sold. LB 300, introduced by Linehan, under which state sales and use taxes may not be imposed on purchases by certain nonprofit organizations that provide community-based mental health or substance use services. LB 344, introduced by Omaha Senator Christy Armendariz, which exclude property taxes that, as of the time of payment, were delinquent for five years or more for purposes of tax credits provided under the Nebraska Property Tax Incentive Act. LB 384, sponsored by Bostar, directing state sales and use taxes collected on the sale or lease of aircraft to a new fund that may be used to build, repair, renovate, rehabilitate, restore, modify, or improve infrastructure at Nebraska's public use airports. LB 407, introduced by Linehan, which extends the application deadline under the Nebraska Transformational Projects Act from December 31, 2023, to December 31, 2025. LB 447, sponsored by Bostar, under which retired firefighters may qualify for a state income tax deduction on health insurance premiums paid during the taxable year and eligible first responders may qualify for state college tuition waivers for themselves and their dependents. 
LB-491, introduced by Vaughn Gillern, under which businesses could claim credits under the Nebraska Advantage Research and Development Act until December 31, 2033, allowing for accelerated expensing of certain capital expenditures. LB-495, sponsored by Breezy, under which Nebraska Educational Savings Plan trust account distributions are not subject to penalty if they constitute a rollover to a Roth individual retirement account. LB-505, introduced by Bostar and amended to include provisions of Omaha Senator John Kavanaugh's LB-577, which updates Nebraska's tax deed sales certificate process to improve notice requirements and help prevent home equity theft. LB 524, introduced by Senator John Fredrickson of Omaha, allowing grocery stores, restaurants, and agricultural producers to apply for a non-refundable state income tax credit equal to 50% of the value of food they donate to food banks, pantries, or rescues. LB 529, introduced by Blair Senator Ben Hansen, which updates a law requiring some political subdivisions to participate in a joint public hearing before increasing their property tax request by more than a certain amount. LB 580, sponsored by Bellevue Senator Rick Holdcroft, under which agricultural or horticultural land that has an actual value reflecting purposes or uses other than agricultural or horticultural purposes or uses may qualify for special valuation if it consists of five acres or more. LB 584, introduced by Senator Jana Hughes of Seward, which imposes a tax on the selling or dealing of electronic nicotine delivery systems. LB 622, sponsored by Omaha Senator Mike McDonnell, the amended provisions of which change eligibility for grants under the Support the Arts Cash Fund and adjust minimum amounts to $100,000. LB 623, also sponsored by McDonnell, under which concert venues of a certain capacity may qualify for state assistance under the Sports Arena Facility Financing Assistance Act. LB 697, introduced by Senator Danielle Conrad of Lincoln, which makes several changes to the Nebraska Job Creation and Main Street Revitalization Act and extends its sunset date from December 31, 2022, to December 31, 2030. LB 704, introduced by Merman, under which the owner of an ABLE account or the representative of the account's beneficiary may distribute the account balance to specified individuals if it is $5,000 or less on the date of the beneficiary's death. LB 706, sponsored by Senator Mike Moser of Columbus, allowing the State Highway Commission to issue up to $450 million in bonds to accelerate completion of highway construction projects. LB 732, introduced by Bostar, extending the application deadline for the Convention Center Facility Financing Assistance Act from 2012 to 2030, and LB 809, introduced by Merman, increasing the credit amount for qualifying livestock investment projects from $1 million to $2 million per year under the Nebraska Advantage Rural Development Act. LB 727 passed on a vote of 46 to 0. Other measures. LB 753, introduced by Linehan at the request of the governor, allows individuals, pass-through entities, estates, trusts and corporations to claim a non-refundable income tax credit of up to 50% of their state income tax liability on contributions made to non-profit organizations that grant scholarships to students to attend private school.
Contributions from individuals, pastor entities and corporations are capped at $100,000 and contributions from estates or trusts are limited to $1 million. Only Nebraska residents are eligible for the scholarships, which may be used to pay tuition and fees at a privately operated elementary or secondary school that fulfills the applicable accreditation or approval requirements set by the State Board of Education. A scholarship granting organization must provide the State Department of Revenue with sufficient information to show that it will use a tiered system that prioritizes certain students. The department may grant $25 million in credits in 2024, 2025, and 2026. After that, if at least 90% of the credits in any given year are claimed, the annual limit will increase by 25%. Annual increases may continue until the total credit amount reaches $100 million. If the annual limit is less than $35 million, a scholarship-granting organization may use no more than 10% of its revenue for administrative costs. No more than 5% of revenue may be used for administrative costs if the annual limit is more than $35 million. LB 753 passed 33 to 11. The committee advanced a bill intended to incentivize private contributions to organizations that assist women in carrying their pregnancies to term, but it was not scheduled for first-round debate. LB 606, sponsored by Thurston Senator Joni Albright, would allow individuals, pastor entities, corporations, estates and trusts to claim a non-refundable income tax credit of up to 50% of their state income tax liability on contributions they make to qualifying pregnancy help organizations beginning in calendar year 2024. Eligible organizations would have to provide the department a written certification that they meet certain criteria. Among other requirements, an organization would have to be a nonprofit located in Nebraska that does not provide, pay for, provide coverage of, refer for, recommend or promote abortions. Session Review, Transportation and Telecommunications Lawmakers approved two omnibus transportation and telecommunications packages this session that, among other provisions, create a broadband office in Nebraska and repeal the state's motorcycle helmet requirement for riders age 21 and older. Broadband Package LB 683, as introduced by the Transportation and Telecommunications Committee, creates the Nebraska Broadband Office to administer and maintain broadband services in Nebraska. A director will be appointed by the governor and confirmed by the legislature to lead the office, which will operate administratively under the Nebraska Department of Transportation. Among other provisions, the bill requires the new office to collaborate with stakeholders and state and local officials to develop a strategic broadband plan to maximize use of public and private resources and coordinate state broadband infrastructure deployment, operation, and maintenance. The measure also transfers creation and maintenance of the state broadband map from the Nebraska Public Service Commission to the Nebraska Broadband Office. LB 683 was amended to add provisions of several other bills, including Lincoln Senator Elliot Bostar's LB 63, which prohibits a telecommunications company from using Nebraska Universal Service funds if the company is using or providing communications equipment or service that pose a threat to national security. LB 122, introduced by Brainerd Senator Bruce Bostelman, authorizes the state fire marshal to investigate alleged violations of Nebraska's one-call notification system beginning September 1, 2024.
The provisions also create the Underground Excavation Safety Committee to review complaints filed with the fire marshal to determine if a violation has occurred and provide for civil penalties of up to $10,000. LB-124, introduced by Columbus Senator Mike Moser, extends the termination date of a program that provides state matching funds to repair and replace county bridges from June 30, 2023, to June 30, 2029. The provisions of LB 359, introduced by Seward Senator Jana Hughes, remove an annual grant application deadline under the Nebraska Broadband Bridge Act and allow the PSC to establish new deadlines. The bill also contains provisions of Bostelman's LB 722, which clarify that the PSC cannot require a competitive provider to accept or receive support from the Nebraska Telecommunications Universal Service Fund. Impose eligible telecommunications carrier responsibilities or carrier of last resort obligations relating to the fund on a competitive provider in any deployment project area where the incumbent carrier or competitive provider is not actually receiving support from the fund, or Impose eligible telecommunications carrier responsibilities or carrier of last resort obligations on an incumbent carrier that do not exist as of the date of final payment made. LB 683 passed 39-0 and took effect immediately. Transportation Package LB-138, sponsored by Lincoln Senator Carolyn Bossen, is an annual cleanup measure to align state transportation law with federal requirements. The bill was amended to include provisions of several other transportation measures introduced this session. Blair Senator Ben Hansen's LB-91 repeals Nebraska's motorcycle and moped helmet requirement, beginning January 1, 2024. Under the bill's provisions, an individual aged 21 and older who has completed a certified motorcycle safety course may ride without a helmet, provided they use an approved form of eye protection. The omnibus bill also includes provisions of Gordon Senator Tom Brewer's LB-199, which create a new driving privilege card to serve as a license to operate a motor vehicle for individuals who are assigned parolee immigration status by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Provisions of LB 453, introduced by Nyabrera Senator Barry Decay, allow NDOT to pay the Division of Aeronautics administrative expenses, such as salaries and benefits, from the Highway Cash Fund. The bill also lowers from 50% to 20% the required contribution from counties to be eligible for matching funds from the State Aid Bridge Fund. It increases from $150,000 to $250,000 the estimated cost threshold at which a contract for road purposes must go through a sealed bid process and allows NDOT to adjust the amount annually. Moser's LB-465 reallocates certain fees collected by the State Department of Motor Vehicles. Previously, fees for the issuance of state ID cards, operators' licenses, replacement ignition interlock permits and 24-7 sobriety program permits were allocated between the County General Fund, the Department of Motor Vehicles Cash Fund and the State General Fund. Under the measure, the portion of the fee previously allocated to the State General Fund instead is redirected to the Department of Motor Vehicles Cash Fund. LB-738 introduced by Lincoln Senator Jane Raybould, adopts the national, three-tiered classification for electric bicycles and updates the definition of traditional bicycles. Provisions of LB 796, sponsored by Omaha Senator Justin Wayne, require NDOT to develop and administer a safety oversight program for rail transit systems operated by the state, an interstate agency or a political subdivision. LB 138 passed 41-0 and took effect immediately. Other measures. 
LB-140, introduced by Plymouth Senator Tom Brandt, would authorize the State Department of Motor Vehicles, in consultation with the Czech Honorary Consul of Nebraska, to design and issue Czech Heritage Motor Vehicle License Plates. The fee for alphanumeric plates would be $5 and a personalized license plate would cost $40. All funds would be credited to the Department of Motor Vehicles Cash Fund. The bill advanced to select file but was not scheduled for second-round debate. Under LB 234, sponsored by Senator Lynn Walls of Fremont, railroad companies would be required to report annually to the Nebraska Public Service Commission and the Nebraska State Patrol regarding blocked railroad crossings, beginning November 1, 2024. Data would include the number of complaints received, the dates and locations of blocked crossings and any action taken by the companies to resolve those complaints. The PSC then would provide a report to the Transportation and Telecommunications Committee, including any recommendations, each December 1st. The bill was placed on general file but was not scheduled for debate. Another bill aimed at improving train safety in Nebraska did not advance from committee. Under LB 31, introduced by North Platte Senator Mike Jacobson, a train or light engine used in freight transportation would be required to operate with a crew of at least two individuals. The PSC would be responsible for enforcing the bill's provisions. The Economic Opportunity Program, administered by NDOT in coordination with the State Department of Economic Development, finances transportation improvements to attract new business in the state through the Transportation Infrastructure Bank Fund. LB 600, introduced by Central City Senator Lauren Lippincott, would expand the program to include infrastructure improvements for first- and second-class cities and villages for redevelopment plans approved under the state's community development law. The bill advanced to general file but was not scheduled for debate this session. Finally, LB 454, introduced by Decay, would appropriate funds to NDOT to plan, design and purchase rights-of-way along Highway 81 between Norfolk and the South Dakota border and between Columbus and York for conversion to a four-lane divided highway. The bill also would provide funds for signage and development of a gateway entrance at Highway 81 and Nebraska Highway 12 to alert travelers to the locations of Niobrara State Park and Lewis and Clark Lake. LB 454 remains in committee. Session Review, Urban Affairs Grant funding for pandemic recovery projects, changes to community development law and two museum proposals were among the measures bundled into an omnibus urban affairs committee bill this session. LB 531, introduced by Omaha Senator Terrell McKinney, makes a number of cleanup changes to the Economic Recovery Act passed by the legislature in 2022, which provided funding for pandemic recovery projects in North and South Omaha and other communities that were disproportionately impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Among other provisions, LB 531 authorizes a grant of up to $20 million for federally qualified health centers in a metropolitan class city and an additional $30 million to develop a business park within two miles of a major airport in a metropolitan class city. Omaha currently is the only city in the state classified as metropolitan by population. The bill creates the North and South Omaha Grant Recovery Program and provides funds for the Economic Recovery and Incentive Division to provide relief to entities negatively affected by the pandemic. Priority will be given to small business development, job creation and economic growth opportunities. 
LB 531 also requires the State Game and Parks Commission to construct, develop and manage a museum and visitor center honoring Chief Standing Bear and authorizes use of up to $15 million from the investment earnings on the Perkins County Canal Project Fund in fiscal year 2025-26 for the cost of construction, exhibit fabrication, historical interpretation and staffing. A grant of up to $20 million also is authorized to create a museum within the boundaries of a qualified census tract in a metropolitan-class city in honor of a person inducted into the Nebraska Hall of Fame on or before June 30, 2023. Malcolm X was selected in 2022 for induction into the Nebraska Hall of Fame. LB 531 was amended to include the provisions of several additional bills that provide millions in new grant funds and programs designed to spur economic development across the state. Under the provisions of Omaha Senator Justin Wayne's LB 474, the State Game and Parks Commission is required to purchase or receive the Mayhew Cabin historical site and subsequently rehabilitate and manage it. The provisions of LB 98 also are included in the omnibus bill. Originally introduced by North Platte Senator Mike Jacobson, the measure allows the governing body of a city that opts to allow the expedited review of redevelopment plans to establish a limit on the number of redevelopment plans they can approve annually. The governing body also has the authority to deny a redevelopment plan if it will exceed the established annual limit, if the area being developed is not designated as blighted and substandard or if the redevelopment plan is inconsistent with the city's comprehensive plan. The bill also clarifies that more than one lot within an area of a substandard and blighted study can be designated as substandard and blighted without an additional study or public hearing. Lawmakers amended LB 531 to include provisions from several additional measures considered by the Urban Affairs Committee this session, including LB 33, introduced by Jacobson, which allows the mayor of a first- or second-class city to vote on any matter that requires a majority vote of the city council if there is an absence or if the council is equally divided. The provisions do not allow the mayor to vote when a supermajority vote of the council is required. LB 45, introduced by Adam Senator Myron Dorn, which creates the Revitalize Rural Nebraska Grant Fund for first- and second-class cities and villages and provides $1 million in general funds for grants to demolish dilapidated commercial properties. LB 170, introduced by McKinney, which harmonizes the definition of a blighted area under the Nebraska Investment Finance Authority Act and the state's community development law. LB 223, also introduced by McKinney, which requires all cities that adopt an Affordable Housing Action Plan to submit their plan to the Urban Affairs Committee electronically and provides an option in the report to show effort toward an Affordable Housing Action Plan or intent to implement such a plan after it is adopted. LB 329, sponsored by Senator Jane Raybould of Lincoln, which prohibits the state building code from limiting the use of refrigerants that have been accepted under federal law as of January 1, 2023, as long as any equipment containing such refrigerant is listed and installed in accordance with safety standards and use conditions.
LB342, introduced by Gearing Senator Brian Harden, which updates the state's home inspector registration renewal requirement from every even-numbered year to every two years and provides a 45-day window prior to the expiration to complete the renewal process. LB346, introduced by Plymouth Senator Tom Brandt, which updates the Local Option Municipal Economic Development Act by expanding the definition of a qualifying business to include cities with up to 5,000 residents. LB 462, introduced by Lincoln Senator Danielle Conrad, which updates the Middle Income Workforce Housing Investment Act by increasing the qualifying cost of total construction expenses for owner-occupied housing units from no more than $275,000 to $330,000. LB 532, sponsored by McKinney, which makes a number of changes to the state's community development law, including requiring an extremely blighted designation to last for at least 25 years, extending the deadline from 24 months to 60 months for housing studies in all but metropolitan class cities, and placing limits on the creation of new redevelopment plans in areas already designated as blighted, and LB 629, also sponsored by McKinney, which updates the Middle Income and Workforce Housing Investment Act and Economic Recovery Act. Finally, the bill amends the Nebraska Rural Projects Act and provides up to $5 million in state matching funds for site acquisition, preparation and rail spur construction for a site within 30 miles of the state's largest reservoir. LB 531 passed on a 37-8 vote and took effect immediately. Other measures. LB 224, introduced by McKinney, would create the Aid to Municipalities Act to be administered by the State Department of Economic Development. Under the Act, municipalities in Nebraska would be eligible to apply for state grants to fund qualifying infrastructure projects within their city or village. The bill also would create the Aid to Municipalities Fund and state's legislative intent to appropriate $15 million each fiscal year to fund the program and help defray administrative expenses incurred by DED. An individual grant could not exceed $5 million and must be used exclusively to pay for construction or bonds related to an approved project. Also introduced by McKinney, LB 246 would require a sanitary and improvement district located just outside the corporate boundaries of a municipality known as the city's extraterritorial zoning jurisdiction to comply with the Comprehensive Development Plan, Affordable Housing Action Plan, municipal zoning regulations, and any other reasonable planning requirements established by the municipality. Under the bill, an SID located within the ETJ of multiple municipalities would be subject to the regulations of the municipality with the largest population according to the most recent census data. LB 224 and LB 246 were advanced from committee and placed on general file but were not scheduled for debate. Three other bills remain in committee. LB 274, sponsored by Bellevue Senator Rick Holdcroft, would allow veterans who have been issued a disabled American veteran license plate to park in handicap-designated stalls. 
LB-424, introduced by Bennington Senator Wendy DeBoer, would create the State Department of Housing and Urban Development to serve as the lead state agency for programs related to housing and homelessness. A director would be appointed by the governor and subject to confirmation by the legislature. Finally, Conrad's LB 546 would redefine a bed and breakfast establishment to include a single-family residence that provides breakfast and sleeping accommodations to no more than 20 guests, or 10 guest rooms, at one time. Under current state law, a bed and breakfast wishing to serve hot food must install a fire sprinkler system in each room of their establishment. LB 546 would limit that requirement to rooms containing only one exit. The bill also would outline appropriate safe food handling practices.